0: The day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I appreciate you listening today. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. We have so much to be thankful for. Praise God. You know, last week I have been talking about, or the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about, am I my brother's keeper? And last week I focused on the faith of Abel. Remember, Abel gave his best his first and his best to God of his sheep. Abel's offering was favored by God, whereas Cain's offering was not favored by God. Abel honored God with his offering. It was an act of worship. Now, I spoke about how it was important to honor and worship God with our offering because everything belongs to God. He is our source where everything else stems from. Today, I wanna pick back up on teaching about Cain and Abel. When Cain killed his brother and asked God, am I my brother's keeper? You know, Cain acted as if he had no responsibility in the death of his brother. Cain answered God with such arrogance. How dare God, how dare Cain respond in that way when he was truly guilty as charged? Unfortunately, there are some of us, some people who have literally killed their brothers and sisters and are dealing with that pain and suffering of it today. You know, if that's you, I pray that you can release that, repent of that, have sincere um, repentance to God. And God will forgive you. God loves you with an everlasting love. And, you know, then there's others who are very arrogant before God. Show no concern for those around them. You know, perhaps you haven't killed your brother literally like Cain, but you have hurt your brothers and sisters in other areas. Maybe, you know, you falsely accused them. Um, you caused pain. You lied. You, you stole from them. You, you hurt them with your words. You know, so we want to make sure that we are showing compassion and love toward our toward brothers and sisters. Praise God. So Cain felt this punishment that he was given by God. He was a fugitive, a vagabond. And he said it was just more than what he can bear, but he had an opportunity to get it right, but he chose not to. So remember, I told you, God loves you and he'll forgive you, but no matter what you did, but you have to come to him. Hallelujah. So let us take responsibility for our actions. Let us not uh, physically kill or verbally kill anyone, praise God. Let us take the time to genuinely care and love for each other, especially our brothers and sisters. But moreover than that, we need to care and love beyond our brothers and sisters to every person we come encounter, encounter with, praise God. Every person who comes by us, we need to show that love, because we are our brother's keepers, praise God. Not just our brothers, but everyone. That means sister, brother, mother, father, stranger, associate, boss, anybody who come across our path, we are their keeper. And a keeper is a person who watches guards, protect someone or something. Also a keeper can care for or be responsible for someone or something. Today's teaching, the word brother will be exchanged for the word neighbor. For example, am I my neighbor's keeper? A neighbor is anyone you come in contact with. A neighbor could be a relative, friend or stranger anyone that comes across your path at any time or at any place. Now, however, you will become clear. Hopefully this will become clear as I give three examples from the Bible that we are our neighbor's keeper. These people in the Bible, they help their neighbors in time of need. In fact, these neighbors were all complete strangers. Let us look at the following three examples. The first one will come from Exodus chapter two, verses one through 10. And I will not read these passages. I'm just gonna let you know that's where the background scripture is if you wanna do your own study, because I encourage that. And so we're gonna be talking about Pharaoh's daughter and Moses. That's number one. Uh, number two, we'll be talking about rehab and the two spies. And that will come from Joshua two, chapter one through 24. And finally, number 3, we'll talk about the good Samaritan and the man who came from Jerusalem, the man who was beaten and wounded and left alone. Uh left to die, really. And that comes from Luke chapter 10 verses 25 through 37. Now let's start with Pharaoh's daughter and Moses. Now Moses' mother hid little Moses for 3 months. Uh, She put him in a little ark and placed him in the river so he would not be killed. She feared for his life. He was a beautiful baby. And so she just put him in the water in this ark. And his sister Miriam, she followed the ark. She followed baby Moses to see where he would land. And truly, it was amazing that Pharaoh's daughter, while she was outside, she saw this this basket. And she had her, um, the women that served her to go and get Moses out of this, out of this art. And so she saw baby Moses and just had compassion over him and Miriam, she's watching by. And she asked Pharaoh's daughter, said, do you want me to get his mother to nurse him? And she said, "Why, well, sure. So here Miriam gets her mother to nurse baby Moses And on top of that, Pharaoh's daughter, she pays Moses' mother to nurse her own son, praise God. So here she's getting paid to nurse her baby. And after she nurses uh, Moses as he gets of age, then she gives him back to Pharaoh's daughter, so that Pharaoh can raise Moses as if it was her own son. And that's what happened. Moses was raised as an, as an Egyptian until he was grown. And, um, and this was one way how a stranger showed compassion and love to another. And in this case, it was Pharaoh's daughter, being the neighbor, the good neighbor, showing compassion, being uh, the neighbor's keeper to Moses, to baby Moses. Now, let me give you another example. Let's look at uh, uh, Rahab and the two spies. Joshua has sent two spies to go to Jericho to search the land because he knew that this was the land that God wanted him to eventually conquer. And so when the spies came to Jericho, they came to Rahab. Her house. And, uh, and she had heard about what God had did for the, um, for the Israelites, how he, um, dried up the Red Sea and allowed them to walk through and how he utterly destroyed the two kings that was on the side, the other side of Jordan. And so she knew that God, their God was truly the God to serve, even though she was a harlot praise God, she knew and respected the men of God, the people of God and who God was. And so she decided to hide these spies and she hide them above in her roof. And she hid them there for a while until the pursuers had left. And then uh, later she told the two spies to go up to the mountains and stay there for three days until the pursuers have returned and then go. So Rahab, uh, she eventually lied to the king of Jericho because he had sent someone out to ask her, where are these men that came to your home? And she acted as if she didn't know about their whereabouts, praise God, but she knew exactly where they were. So Rahab hide these spies and she later asked them um, had them to promise that they would not destroy her family her mother father and sister and brothers that when um, Joshua comes back when with his um, the army with his children of Israel that they will not destroy her family and so uh, these spies went back to Joshua and they told Joshua how this lady spared them. And so if you look in chapter six, you will see how Joshua, he spared Rahab's family, praise God. He ultimately destroyed everything and everyone in Jericho, except for Rahab's family, because she hid the spies. So here, a, a harlot was able to be a neighbor's keeper, for these two spies, she showed compassion, praise God, to strangers, complete strangers. And as a result, her household was saved. Now, let's look at the third one. This is talking about the Good Samaritan and the man from Jerusalem. Now, this man, he, uh, he came from Jerusalem. And he went to Jericho and on his way to Jericho, he gets beat up and uh, his clothes uh, stripped off of him and he's wounded and he's left for dead. And here, here is this priest that passed him by and goes on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, a man of God, two men of God, and he goes by on the other side and passed him by. But yet here's the Samaritan a man that's not even of his own uh, religion or anything, a complete stranger. He had compassion on him. He saw that this man was beaten. He bandaged him up. He poured oil and wine on him. He set him on his animal and took him to the inn so that he could be well cared for because this man was traveling. He had to go somewhere else, but he left two denieros to the innkeeper and had the innkeeper to take good care of this man. And he told this innkeeper said, whatever else is needed, put it on my bill. When I come back, I will take care of it. And so now remember, I didn't um, let you know at first that this is a parable that Jesus was sharing with a lawyer who was testing Jesus. He was um, telling Jesus, you know, he was saying, well, I, um, how do you inherit internal life? And so, you know, he told Jesus that, you know, I know I should love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength and with all my mind as, um, and love my neighbor as myself. And so Jesus asked him who is, well, I take it back. The lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And so the man he he looked shocked. So Jesus gave this parable about who is your neighbor. And so later Jesus asked out of all these men, these three men, who was the one who was the neighbor? And so the man said, the one that showed mercy on this one man. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And today, I'm telling you, go and do likewise. God wants us to show mercy on our neighbors, anyone that come in contact with us. Show compassion. Be ready to give a helping hand. Be sensitive to their needs. Don't treat them as an outcast because you don't know them or because they're not related to you. God wants us to show compassion. This would be a better world if we did this. Because remember, everyone that we come in contact with is our neighbor. Praise God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father we thank you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. We ask that you will help us to show love and compassion to everyone we come in contact with, dear Heavenly Father. But in order to do that, we must love you first with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, dear God. Because if we don't know how to love you and we don't have you who is love, how can we love others, dear God. So help us to be mindful of that. And to receive your love and for you to help us to love others. So, God, we just thank you right now that we won't be guilty like Cain. Lord, we pray that we will show forth love. We will not murder each other, dear Heavenly Father. And Lord, if there's someone who's listening, dear Heavenly Father, maybe they're incarcerated and maybe they have killed someone. God, we know that you will forgive, dear God. So, I pray that they have a heart of repentance and that they will give it to you, dear God. And you say, and you will forgive our sins as far as the East is from the West. So Lord, we just thank you that you will forgive. And Lord, help us to be like Pharaoh's daughter and Rahab and the Good Samaritan who showed love and mercy toward others. We ask these things, dear Heavenly Father, in your Holy Son, Jesus' name amen and amen. Well, today, I pray that you are blessed by this broadcast and go and be your neighbor's keeper. And remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been to look at you, but it's about Jesus.